Thank you for joining us and welcome to a very special series called Shock Your Job Search Potential. I'm your host, Michael Sherlock, and over the next few weeks, we will introduce you to experts in the fields of recruiting, hiring, and interviewing, providing both job seekers and hiring managers with valuable information. We also highlight a wealth of resources for vets and their families. Listen in to Shock Your Career Potential. To learn more about all of our programs, visit us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. I am so glad to have this next guest on because this is a really important factor of the job search process. When we think about different categories of who we are and the different um, things that we bring to the table. And for a significant people number of people in the US, we have veterans out there that are either re-entering the job market, they're entering the job market for the first time, they're transitioning out of military life in so many different ways. And so we're gonna talk again about how to use this as a competitive advantage, which is a lot easier for me to say sometimes than right now. But joining me today is a gentleman I'm very happy to call friend as well. And Rob Luigi is, uh, has an incredible background. He's a service-connected disabled vet of the Persian Gulf War. And for some of you watching this, if you don't know what the Persian Gulf War is, go look it up. I know some of you are young that way. <laughs> but he's currently the Assistant National Employment Director for more than one million member group called DAV, or the Disabled American Veterans Group. And we're going to talk about that today, as well as some of the things that he manages, because he manages a number of employment initiatives. Uh, he works with both private and public sector to find ways to get people back into the workforce or transition in. And uh, the time I met him, he was on his way to facilitate a job fair for vets, which I had the great pleasure of being able to walk through and attend and talk to some of the people that are there that are really excited about hiring vets and making them a part of their corporate, corporate culture. So first of all, let me welcome Rob. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Michael, for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to have you. What you guys do is so important. But let me have you give a little introduction. I know I gave a, a brief one, but tell us a little bit about you, your role, DAV, and you know why this is such a passion project for you. Well, thank you, and passion is a great word for it. My story is, is typical of many veterans. I was uh, from a small town, and uh, I felt the need to join the military based on a few factors, but one was I wanted direction, and I was very young at the time. We all are when we join the military, and so I went in the military in 1983, and I traveled around the world a little bit, and I was, uh, I was in the Gulf War, and, and luckily I came back with all of my appendages, but, and some didn't. But, you know, I, I was able to embark on a career with the DAV based on you know, a, a counselor with the VA. Uh, I was going to college for my business degree and this uh, counselor said, hey, he says, I think you'd make a great veterans advocate. I really didn't understand what that entailed at the time. Uh, but in 1993, I was hired by the DAV shortly after being discharged from the military. And I then realized, wow, the information, you don't know what you don't know. And I certainly had a lot of catching up to do so over the last 25 years, I've been advocating for veterans in a number of different ways on behalf of the DAV, and, and it's been my pleasure to do so. There's nothing more satisfying than being able to assist, in my opinion, a member of the most honorable segment of our society, and those are the men and women who 
put their lives on the line to protect the freedoms we all enjoy. So I've had a, a wonderful journey thus far. And, and, you know, for the last three years, I've been in the employment world uh, with the DAV and, and excited to be a part of a, a fairly new program for DAV. For many years, we, we had an employment program per se, but it was more about going on the hill in Washington and protecting veterans preference and things like that. The leadership of the DAV stood up this new revamped employment program in 2014 uh, because we saw the need. There was a need to help veterans embark on their next mission. Uh, and we, we wanted to make sure we put together a program and it's been a learning process through, throughout the last four years now. Uh, but we've come a long way and we've assisted thousands and thousands of veterans in connecting with employers, whether it be federal, uh, whether it be private sector, nonprofit organizations. We are there to help veterans in many, many ways. And in the employment department, it's all about helping that veteran or the spouse of a veteran identify and launch into meaningful employment opportunities. That's what we're. That's what we're all about in the employment department. I love that on so many levels because the role that vets play, obviously, in our safety and security of where we live, is one thing that we are. We should all be very thankful for every day. But then the the concept of having to have someone leave military life for whatever reason, either they're done, they're they've been disabled, they've been injured in some way, and that can be physically and mentally. Um, but to be able to really embrace uh, people who have served in the military and see the value to an organization. I know that, you know, once you have subscribed to, you know, the belief system of, of the military and you have that, that rigorousness, that dedication, that commitment, that can easily be transferable into any business environment. And it, and it truly is a great asset. But it makes me wonder sometimes, and maybe a little bit about what you said when you sat down with the, with the career counselor is, do vets always see that that is a truly competitive asset that they have against other job seekers at times? I think the average veteran, depending on how long they served in the military, but I always look at it this way. Most of us joined the military in our very, very formative years, 18 years old, right out of high school, or even 22 years right out of college. We're still developing. We're still trying to find our place in the world. Uh, and when you serve in the military, unfortunately, many of us, uh, there's 4 million service-related disabled veterans in the country right now. Many of us, of us come back and we have, to, we have to find our way again. We didn't have to put together a resume when we joined the Army or military. We didn't have to dress for success. Uh, I remember when I left the military in 1993, it's kind of funny as I look at it now, I had blue jeans and t-shirts when I left the military. I had to build a resume. I had to learn how to dress for success. I, I had to do some of these things. And, and after 10 years, nearly 10 years of military service, I was, I was a fish out of water, so to speak. So when I came across the DAV and, and I learned about the DAV and their mission and what they do, uh, I, was, I was welcomed with open arms. Uh, I was educated. Uh, I was provided opportunities. Uh, and, you know, it was just something that I wanted to ensure that I was able to help other veterans do because transitioning from military life is not easy. 
Um, you're in a very structured, regimented environment. You you do gain a lot of skill sets that employers are looking for, and uh, you 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 know what the military taught you, but you don't realize the potential of what you really can do. And when I go to address veterans at career fairs all over the country, one thing I tell them is, I want you to broaden your horizons. I want you to think of all the things that you did in the military and. I don't care if you were infantry or armor or intelligence, I want you to think outside the box. I want you to think of all the things that you could do. The one thing I want you to do is find meaningful employment that makes you happy. Because if you're a happy camper out there in the world of, uh, in the working world, you're more productive, you're efficient, you live a fuller life. And that's what I try to put across. So I try to get them to think outside the box. I want them to, know that their potential is much greater than what the military taught them. It's very important, and I talk about it as transferable skills. So, for instance, oftentimes I'll speak with people in sales, and I'll say, sales is sales. The product, the company, the people around you, or your customers may be different, but sales process is virtually always very similar. Same thing with leadership. Leadership is, is leadership, whether it's in one business, in one uh, military branch, and, and when you pull it back in the world, the, the concepts of leadership are transferable skills. I think that's a really important point to say, don't just think about what you did. Maybe you were a mechanic, maybe you were a flight instructor, maybe you were, I don't know what, you know, so many different things that you can do within the military. Maybe you were working IT. But that doesn't mean that that has to buttonhole you into that same type of industry or job outside in corporate America. You have transferable skills when you boil it down and look at it. And to your point, find what makes you passionate, which may be challenging because if you have always followed the path given to you instead of you know, finding your own path there, there's maybe some freedom to that, but also maybe some hesitancy. Yes, and you make a great point. Uh, the, hesitancy, the hesitancy comes in when a veteran does not know how to communicate to a prospective employer what they want to do. They, they may not have their 30-second elevator pitch down. They may not be dressed appropriately. They may not have their resume in order. DAV in their employment department helps them do that. And there's many, many resources out there uh, that that can assist veterans in doing that with the internet, which you know when I was coming out of the military, there wasn't a lot of information available to me. Now there's so much information it can be overwhelming. So when DAV got their employment department as in its current form together, we put together a website, jobs.dav.org. We wanted to make sure it was easy to use. It wasn't overwhelming to whoever was accessing the information. And our website is not just for veterans, it's for employers. We educate employers. You know, one thing that I've noticed over the last decade is that corporate America has realized that you call them transferable skills, I call them soft skills, they mean the same things. Veterans bring together these skill sets that you don't find in mainstream civilian uh, applicants. You have teamwork, you have leadership, you have uh, determination, a drive. You have individuals who are searching for that next mission. Because in the military, you're always taught accomplish your mission. So military, our veterans, we put that together in our mind as, oh, what's my next mission? What do I do? All we want to do is help guide them through the process 
of discovering their capabilities. I want them to be able to embark, whether it's going to college to earn their credentials for that resume, whether it's an OJT or apprenticeship opportunity, I want them to be able to embark on anything that's gonna help them. At the end of the day, they need to survive in the world. You have to pay your bills. You need a job. You've gotta do these things. I always talk to veterans and say, you know, I wish I'd have caught you a year ago when you were getting out of the military. But now that I have you here, let's take you from where you are now and move you forward. I want to make sure I expose them to the right entities that can understand what they bring to the table. And I think businesses across the country now realize there are so many assets within a military veteran. They can fit into their culture. They're easily trainable. They adapt to different scenarios. They work well under pressure. So all of those things come into play. And I am very happy to say that many, many, many corporate entities out there have stood up their own veteran uh, initiatives within their companies, whether they're in veteran infinity groups, support groups. They've hired veterans to vet veteran applicants because, let's face it, if you don't know how to read a DD-214, which is the discharge certificate, you don't know what this individual did in the military. So oh my gosh. Yeah, so true. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to. So why, hire, why not hire another veteran to vet the veteran for that HR director and say, here's what this person did. Here's how their skills can benefit our company. And this is why they'll be an asset if you bring them on. And that's what we try to do. We try to link everybody together through networking. Well, and one thing I want to make sure we spend enough time on is talking about some of your specific programs, but something you just said really struck me when you talked about uh, a vet is used to accomplishing a mission, and once that mission is accomplished, they're ready for the next mission. Of all the people who've sat in that interview chair across from me trying to get a job from, you know, whatever it might be within my company, if somebody would have said to me, I need you, I, I just would like you to know, you know, because of my history as being in the military, you know, I accomplish things. I want a mission. I want to accomplish my mission. That's what I will bring to the table. Whatever this job is, I'm going to accomplish it and then be ready for the next challenge you put in front of me. That would have, I would have loved to have heard that. I mean, what a powerful message to tell me, especially when it, within a sales organization, that you're going to go out there and tackle this. You know, you're not going to be looking for excuses for why it's not going to work. You're going to go after it with the intent to finish it and accomplish it. That would be a really powerful message to hear from the employer side. Right. And that's why we, we're about educating veterans. We're about educating employers. To give you a little bit of background, DAV was organized in 1920. We were chartered by Congress in 1932 as a nonprofit veteran service organization. And for almost 100 years now, we have been providing services to veterans and their families that help them lead high quality lives with respect and dignity. At the end of the day, a veteran really doesn't want anything given to them. They wanna earn it because that's what they were taught, whether it was before they joined the military, and supported through their military experiences. Nobody wants a handout in the veterans arena. That's not what anyone's asking for. All we want is an opportunity and a fair shake at competing for a position. What I've discovered is that 
corporate America has, in their own way, started a preference system within some of their companies. Now, we know the federal government offers preference to veterans, combat veterans, ill and injured veterans, but even corporate America is starting to set up programs and say, you know what? It's the right thing to do. We want to do it. I want the skill sets that veterans bring to the table. Let's put in place a process within our own corporate structure where we can bring these veterans in. And DAV, for a lot of years, has been supporting veterans in many, many ways. You know, our mission is to keep the promises made to the men and women who serve. Even if the government always doesn't do that, DAV is standing up and will do that. I'll give you a little information on some of our programs outside of employment. Our National Service Department, our service program is the flagship program of our organization. We maintain a cadre of 265 highly trained disabled veterans advocating for their federal their fellow veterans and their families. We do this at every VA regional office across the country, approximately 55 to 60 offices. We also employ 35 transition service officers sprinkled amongst military bases all over the country. We want to help the person in uniform, that military service member, sign up for their benefits, make sure everything's in order. So when they transition, that's one less thing they have to worry about. So we, we in, the service, in the service program, which I was a member of the service program for over 20 years, all over the country advocating directly for my fellow veterans and their families. And I can tell you without a doubt, job satisfaction has always been way up here for me. And I've been fortunate in that regard, but it's, it's a passion I have to help my fellow veterans. So another program that we have is you know, our voluntary services program. This program is a unique program where we help veterans who feel the need to give back be able to volunteer all over the country in many ways. One of the long-standing programs we have within this department is our transportation network. In 1987, we initiated a process through a very special partnership with Ford Motor Company to purchase vehicles from Ford. We donate them to the VA medical centers all over the country, which insures them and licenses them independently. And then we offer, we provide the volunteers to operate these vans. Many, many veterans, when they cannot drive because of their disabilities, do not have a way to get to their appointments at the VA medical center. EAV has been stepping up to the plate ever since 1987, providing that service. Another initiative we just started under the same department is Volunteer for Veterans. Here's an opportunity where a veteran can log on to volunteerforveterans.org. They can list their needs, whether it's yard work or some light painting or something around their house. And then other veterans can log on as volunteers to go out and provide that service for that veteran who may not be able to do it themselves, afford it, or have the equipment to do that. It's a great initiative and we're, it's, it's growing and growing and growing. And it's, it's really nice. It's veterans helping veterans. And that's what we do. Our national employment program, like I alluded to earlier, we, in several different ways, assist veterans and their, and their spouses in locating and identifying employment opportunities all over this country. We do that through our website. 
jobs.dav.org. A veteran can go onto this website, very easy to use, not overwhelming, not layered, like you would on some other uh, websites, and they can put together a resume. They can apply for employment opportunities through the search engine that we have, which is linked to a job board maintaining over 250,000 jobs with veteran-friendly employers, which is scrubbed every month. So these are all fresh jobs, and they can search in their local area, they can search anywhere in the United States. And although we don't go to every city in the country with our traditional career fairs, which DAV sponsors about 140 traditional and virtual career fairs every year, we offer the virtual career opportunity, not just for the veteran who may live in North Dakota, or may live in Maine, or some place where we just don't conduct these traditional career fairs. We wanted the opportunity for these veterans to be able to compete for the same job opportunities that anyone who lived in a metropolitan area. We also wanted the active duty service member who may be aboard ship or may be serving overseas to actually through their transition period, get on a virtual career fair and actually find out what's available wherever they're returning to in the United States. So we wanted to be able to provide these different tools and information to veterans so that to make their transition easier and to help the veterans who are already discharged identify employment opportunities, because at the end of the day, it's about meaningful employment. Now within our website at jobs.dav.org, we also have information for employers. So employers can log in there, they can go to the employers tab, and they can see different uh, educational tools to help them understand, how do I go about hiring veterans? What do I need to do? Who do I team up with? DAV is a great team player. I mean, we like to engage with corporate America in the ways that we can to help them understand how to hire in the veteran space, what to look for. One of the things we're very proud of, and it's really ironic that it's National Disability Employment Awareness Month in October, is we are launching this month our hiring guide to hiring disabled veterans. And it's called the Veteran Advantage. When you get on our website, you'll see the hiring tab, hiring guide tab, an employer can click on that. And what this guide does is it gives potential corporate America or organizations the ability through their hiring processes to understand what veterans bring to the table. Disabled veterans, no matter what stigma may be out there in the world, are not broken people. They're folks that have had some setbacks during their military career, but they are very productive, efficient, leadership-type people that want to get out there and find their next mission. They overcome a lot of obstacles to put themselves in a position to compete for meaningful employment. So within this guide, it's, it's the guide is for hiring and retaining disabled veterans. It gives a lot of information to employers on the things to look at. We want to make sure, or ensure, better word, that corporate America understands that just because a veteran may have a disability as a result of their military service, that does not make them any less employable than the next person in line going and applying. We want to make sure they understand that not all disabilities are visual. Uh, if a person has all of their arm, their legs, and their you know, in in their arms. It doesn't mean they don't have disabilities or conditions. 
it, it just means that when they're sitting across from you, judge me on what I know, judge me on how I may fit into your corporate environment. Don't judge me on the fact that I may have a disability that I limp or that I, I may have other issues. It's not a liability to hire disabled vets. And it's one of the few hiring guides for disabled veterans ever put out there. Department of Labor has a hiring guide, but DAV published it and we're releasing it this month. Uh, and I encourage all employers or potential employers or veterans who may be watching this to go on our website and check it out. It gives them a lot of great information. Because at the end of the day, Although this, the DAV is not the hiring entity at all of these events we're involved with, what we are is we're a conduit between that veteran and that potential employer, and we want to bring them together. And we partner and team with companies and organizations uh, all over the country to make this happen. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about ensuring that any veteran who attends a career fair, whether it's traditional or virtual, or whether they go through you know, employment services, however the veteran gets in front of that individual who's hiring, whether it's the HR director or talent acquisition people, we just want them to receive a fair shake. And we want them to be able to compete. And I think at the end of the day, if you look at a disabled veteran, they may not have all the credentials on their resume that that employer is looking for. But what I've noticed, Michael, over the last few years is that corporate America is hiring folks that they feel best fit into their culture. Absolutely. Have the degree or not, if you knock their socks off on an interview, even if you don't have that degree or that credential they're looking for, they will bring you on because they want somebody who's upbeat, who's going to who's going to be an asset to their culture, who's going to bring things to the table. And that goes back to those soft skills, mm -hmm. transferable skills. And I think corporate America is very, very, very uh, high on the fact that they can get a lot of this from military veterans who do these career fairs on military bases. That's a target-rich environment for any employer <laughs> who wants to. I knew uh, you were going to pull that in there at some point in time. <laughs> It's a target-rich environment for any employer looking to catch somebody in uniform who has, has all of this skill sets that are transferring out. I mean, they're getting the cream of the crop when they do that. They're getting individuals that are highly motivated, that now are requiring a little direction as they transition out. They come from a drug-free environment. I mean, all those things count in corporate America. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in the employment world, that's, you know, DEV's footing is there. You know, we, we look at veterans and we want employers to know they're loyal, they're team orientated, uh, they are job ready skill sets in place, getting, you know, right from the fact when they get out of the military, they're ready to go, they're tested as leaders. I don't care whether someone spent, served four years or 24 years, they still come out with those basic skill sets that any employer would want to bring to the table. So I'm very, very proud of what DAV is doing in the employment arena. Obviously, I could go on and on, but I know we're by <laughs> time. But I would say this. If a business or an organization that's watching this podcast wants to team up 
with an organization that has spent nearly a hundred years assisting veterans in all different ways, I would ask them to send an email to employment at DAV.org or call 859-442-2055. Talk to our employment specialist, find out how we can assist you. Because not every company needs the same thing. They all want to hire at the end of the day a veteran, but they may have different processes in which they do that. We have different avenues for them in their approach to hiring veterans. And we just want to make sure that they have the big picture. Because at the end of the day, it's all about ensuring that veterans get what they need. DAV in 2020 will be celebrating our 100th year in existence. That's a milestone for any organization. We may not be the biggest, we may not be the oldest, but we are the most prolific veteran service organization in the country, if not the world. I love it. Your passion definitely comes through. And a couple things that I just wanted to point out from, from all the things you said is, number one, it, it pleases me so much to know how many companies are really taking such a proactive position to proactively find, retain, uh, help through the hiring and interviewing process, vets, and see that as something that is really vital to their, their companies because it truly is and it can make a huge difference. The second thing I want to comment is that I'm, I'm just, I had to laugh when you use the word cadre in a sentence because I realized I've never used it in a sentence. <laughs> That's the military coming out of me. I love it. Well, we are nearing the end. You have had such valuable information and all the details as well as everything you've said out loud just for our viewers to know will be on the link on the page with your, with your interview. So everything will be available to anybody just to click and uh, transition right into all the websites that you mentioned. But so I always like to ask people two final questions. And one is really, to me, I ask this, whether it's on the podcast or, or these interviews for this uh, virtual summit, is about what we know now and how we reflect back. And so my question is, knowing what you know now, uh, with all these years that you've had in this, the, especially the transition through DAV and how much time and, and energy you've spent you know, following a career that's really passionate to you after your military career as well, if you could go back in any time and talk to the younger Rob and tell him anything that would have shocked your own potential farther or faster or kept you on the same exact path. At what point in time would you go back to Rob and what would you tell him? I would tell that younger Rob that don't be afraid to ask for help. In the military, we're taught to be um, part of a team or even operate individually. And we're expected to be able to do just that. I would say, ask questions. The only dumb question and a lot of times is the one you don't ask. And I would say in this day and age with the tools available to separating service members, ensure that you communicate with a veteran service organization. I'll be biased and say, I want you to contact DAV because we're the best, but you have many, many, many other uh, veteran service organizations out there. Don't go it alone because you don't have to. Uh, I would, and that's what I would say. Uh, I didn't know what I didn't know, and none of us does. But when I know what I've learned, what I've experienced over the last 25 years of being affiliated with DEV is, is that there are so many different entities out there wanting to help. And if you ask for assistance, get over that pride factor of, well, I can do this myself. It's not that way out here in the big bad world. You've really got to ask those questions. You've got to, you got to 
search for whatever it is you need to get you to that next level in your life. Mm -hmm. The day it's your life. DAV wants to be a part of it because we can enhance a veteran's life in many, many different ways. Every veteran needs something. They may not need all the services we provide or any other organization provides, but we want to make sure that all the, all the programs and services, the full array that we offer veterans, I want a veteran to pick and choose what they need. Because at the end of the day, it's all about them succeeding. Because when a veteran succeeds as a part of the fabric that is America, that helps everyone. And, and that's what I want to make sure everybody understands. I love it. So important. And, and I'll just put a little uh, commercial for you personally in this is when you invited me to come uh, just take a look at the career fair you were doing in Tacoma this time last year, about yeah. a year ago, I watched you work the room and I watched you speak with vets that it was it was so fun just to sit back and I probably watched it for 15 minutes. People thought I was a stalker, I'm sure. But just what, <laughs> and maybe I am, um, but just watch the passion that you had and you really wanted to make a personal connection with each vet in that room, as well as all the employers that showed up to be a part of that fair. It was very impressive. But I think that whole thing about you don't have to go it alone, you really proved that because you were out there proactively reaching them and talking to them and shaking their hand and making sure they knew that they had a different kind of family around them that is different than when they were in the military, but it's not any less close. You just might have to take a couple steps forward to find it. Right. Right. It's all about taking that first step, like you said. And mm -hmm. all I want to do is educate the veteran a little bit and their spouse because Families are what matters. We want to make sure that families live a full life after military service, no matter what the challenges are they had when they discharged. I want to make sure they understand it's a hand up, not a hand out. And if, if you need something and I don't provide it, I know somebody that does. And in that's the great. arena, that's what it comes down to. We're all working towards the same goal. We want the veteran to be happy, functional, and live a high-quality life. And at the end of the day, we all work towards that goal. Employers out there, go to a job fair. If you want to hire veterans, hook up with DAV and our uh, strategic partner, Recruit Military. Get to a job fair. Try it out because that is a professional environment that is specifically designed for veterans and their spouses with veteran-friendly employers you can't get much better than that if you're looking for veteran talent. It just doesn't get any better than that. And even on the virtual space, get on the job boards. That's where you're going to find a lot of veterans as well. The government has theirs at usajobs.gov, and that's just for government employment. But in the private sector, you want to you want to make sure you're you're networking and linked up with an organization out there that has dedicated itself for nearly a hundred years to do nothing but empower veterans and make their lives better. And in the employment space, we are the only veteran service organization that is going as far as we've gone and we're going further. We're going to make it better. It's going to evolve. It's something that changes. I mean, every week there's something new popping up that we have to look at. So I encourage employers and veterans, we just want to link them together. And if we do that, we've accomplished our mission in the employment department. 
I think you have. And usually I ask if you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice, but I think you gave us about 47 in that. <laughs> Think so. Sorry, I tend to talk a lot. <laughs> no, I love it. And it's it's there's so much passion there, and there's so much that is a wealth of material out there. And Rob, I'm just so thankful that we had you on here to talk about it. And DAV plays an important role, as well as many other veteran services. But I know from knowing you now, um, just what a difference this makes in how you view the world and the mission that you guys are accomplishing. So, bring it on. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and spend some time with you and talk about veterans and the importance of employment and preference for veterans. Uh, and to be able to tell you a little bit and, and whoever's going to watch this podcast about DAV and what we offer. And, and all our services are free to veterans. Uh, we never accept any uh, governmental funding. Uh, everything that the DAV does is funded through private donations and our membership dues. And and we're very proud to be able to say that. Uh, and you know, we're just here for any veteran or family member of a veteran that needs assistance. And, and in the employment world, you know, we just keep marching on. Uh, they, they, the numbers change. You and I both know that. Uh, right now, Department of Labor has indicated there's more jobs than job seekers. First mm -hmm. five years that's ever happened. So we're we're in. Uh, uncharted waters in that regard. But all we can do is make sure that we're linking the folks looking for work with the folks needing employers. And right now, corporate America needs a lot of employers. Thank you, Robert. It's been such a pleasure having you on. And I can't wait to hear more, especially as you guys go into your 100th anniversary. You bet. Anytime, Michael. And thank you again for the opportunity. Have a wonderful day. You do the same. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Shock Your Potential. To learn more, visit shockyourpotential.com, shockyourpotentialpodcast.com, salesmixology.com. You can find my first book, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees at Amazon. To get a snippet of it for free, text the words, tell me more to the number 72,000. That's tell me more to 72000.